Let's take our Bible and go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 tonight. Ephesians chapter 2, one of my most uh, favorite subjects in the Bible we're going to preach on tonight. If you ever want to read uh, any loaded chapters, if I could say it that way tonight in the Bible, read Ephesians 1 and 2. Uh, now the whole Bible's loaded, but I mean when you read Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 2, that is loaded chapters uh, in the Bible. I'm going to ask you to stand tonight if you would. Uh, we'll read some very familiar scripture tonight. I'll read the first 10 verses of chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. You can be seated tonight. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. I ask you now to help us for just a little while while we preach. Uh, we certainly need you, certainly need you to touch and anoint us afresh. And Lord, we're just trying to follow you tonight. And I, I believe this to be the message for the hour. And Lord, I pray that you would do a work that I cannot do. Lord, that you would move in folks' hearts tonight. And Lord, as we look at grace, I pray that it would remind us what we have experienced and still experiencing today because of your grace. If there's somebody here lost tonight, I pray, Lord, that we might be able to point to Calvary and show the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that they might get saved. Would you help us now for just a little while? Save that sinner's nearest tale for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You read the rest of the chapter and you'll find the Apostle Paul. Uh, he's talking about the, the, the Jew and the Gentile. Uh, basically how the Lord Jesus by Calvary uh, broke down the middle wall of partition there in verse 14 and put us all into one body. Uh, it don't matter whether you're Jew or Gentile now or not, you've got to come uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ and that's the only way uh, to get to heaven. Uh, but when we look at these verses here, uh, and you've heard me say this before, uh, one of the deepest subjects in the Bible and one of the hardest subjects to understand is grace. It's not the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's not prophecy. It's grace. Do you understand what grace is tonight? 
Grace is defined as favor or goodwill or kindness or the free and unmerited favor of God. When you look back at what you were and what you might be tonight, but yet God was willing to save you, I can't explain that. I can't explain why God was willing to save me because He didn't get the good end of the deal. He didn't get, he didn't get the bargain. God didn't get anything good from when He saved me that night uh, uh, other than He finally got a willing vessel. Amen. Uh, it took a little while to get there, to understand and to grow. Uh, uh, but I, I'm glad tonight uh, uh, for God's uh, saving grace. You have to understand from what He said right here in the uh, first part of the chapter, and you hath He quickened uh, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, listen, we were all lost uh, and dying uh, without the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, we were dead in our sins. Uh, Romans said, for the wages uh, of sin is dead, but the gift of God uh, is eternal life through Jesus Christ uh, our Lord. We were dying uh, or dead, let me say that, uh, because of our sin. Uh, uh, listen, we, uh, we didn't ask to be born into sin. Uh, we didn't ask to be a sinner, uh, but that's just the way that it is. The Bible said that for all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God. Psalms 51, uh, David said, Behold, I was shapen uh, in iniquity and in sin uh, did my mother conceive me. Uh, listen, he said right here in you, have he quickened who were dead uh, in trespasses and sin. We were dying without Christ, uh, with no hope in this world, uh, uh, without his grace. Now, I'm glad what verse 1 said, uh, he quickened us. Amen. Uh, that means to be made alive. Hey, let me say tonight uh, uh, that me and you ought to be excited uh, for grace tonight. And I say this and I, hey, listen, when I look at grace, I'm reminded uh, of what I was uh, and I'm reminded of what I am now uh, and hopefully will be later uh, that I'll be better than what I am now in serving Christ. Uh, but I'm saved, uh, headed to heaven. Uh, i got peace and joy in my heart uh, all because of the grace uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. His unmerited favor toward me and you. But here we were. Uh, uh, listen, we were lost uh, without God dying uh, uh, without Him. Uh, uh, boy, I'm telling you, I remember the night that I found myself lost uh, uh, and undone without Him. How about you? Uh, uh, you remember the day that you finally uh, uh, come to yourself uh, and come to your place uh, uh, to where you realized that you were without Christ. Uh, uh, and boy, you couldn't get there uh, uh, alone you couldn't get there uh, uh, by yourself. You couldn't get there uh, uh, on your own works. What did he say down here? Uh, uh, he said, for by grace are you saved through faith uh, and that not of yourselves. It is uh, uh, the gift of God, not of works, uh, lest any man should boast. Hey, uh, I'm glad when I get to heaven one day after a while uh, I'll be able to stand uh, and praise the King of glory. Uh, I won't be able to thumb my lapels uh, or shout about something I've done, uh, but it'll be be all about Him, thank God. Uh, uh, and the glory uh, will be all for Him because of the grace uh, that He gave to me. Amen. Boy, you ought to be excited about grace tonight. Because the thing about it was, me and you couldn't get into heaven by ourselves. 
We couldn't get there uh, uh, by ourselves tonight. Uh, and boy, we needed some help. We needed somebody uh, uh, to love on us and care for us uh, uh, in the condition that we were in. Uh, uh, you need to understand we were dying uh, and had no life and was in our trespasses uh, and sins. But thanks be to God, uh, uh, Jesus said in John 10 and 10, He said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, uh, to kill and destroy, but I've come uh, that they might have life. Uh, and have it more abundantly. Thank God tonight I've got an abundant life in Jesus Christ. But men and women are dying without God tonight. Notice what he said in verses 2 and 3. Where in times past you walked according to the court. Now I'm glad it ain't now. You know it does, it does pretty good to look back sometimes. And not be, and not be prideful or proudful or boastful of that life of sin that you had or that you were in, but to remember where God brought you from. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, by nature, by nature, uh, the children of wrath. Uh, listen tonight, uh, uh, lost people, sinners, uh, are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And that's act like a sinner. We want to clean people up. Uh, we want to make people better. Uh, uh, and, I, and I think we should, uh, uh, friend, but we can't do it. It's got to be Christ uh, that does it. Listen, sinners can only get better uh, uh, when they come to Christ. Uh, and he said, look, we were doing uh, what we were supposed to do. We were doing uh, what was our nature to do. I was reminded of 2 Timothy chapter 2. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, God peradventure give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him, at his will. Some of y'all know my friend Avery. And Avery, Avery got saved some years ago. And uh, uh, let me say this, Avery, Avery was a meth maker back in the day. Boy, ain't you glad God will save men like that and women like that. But Avery, he'll tell you, he says, you know, people say that you got a free will. He says, I didn't have no free will. He, he said, I was doing what the devil had me trapped in doing. And I thought, boy, how true that is. People are doing what it is their nature to do, and that's to be a sinner. Paul said it was our nature right there. Boy, I'm glad I got a new nature when I got saved. Amen. Something changed. Uh, but that, by the way, that was my introduction tonight. Amen. But I want you to look at what the Bible said. Number one right there. Look at what he said in verse four. After he talked about everything. After he talked about everything that we were. And how we were sinners and were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others that we were disobedient and all those things. But he said, but God. But God. Ain't you glad there's a conjunction there? But God. My soul had it not been for God. We'd be in a mess. 
Had it not been for God, there's no way that we could have got saved. I mean, even when we were dying, that's what he's talking about, when we were dying in our sin, when we were by nature the children of wrath, when we were the children of disobedience, when we were serving the world, lived like the world, and acted like the world, he said, but God. Ain't you glad God come by one day? Ain't you glad God found you? Ain't you glad uh, uh, that even in your sin, even in your sin, when you was low down and dirty and despicable, uh, uh, that God come by in His grace. See, the thing about it is, uh, us that got saved early uh, thinks that we wasn't that bad. Now I got saved at 14 years old, was just fixing to head down the wrong path. I can see it. I I can look back on it. And I could see that I was fixing to head down the wrong path. But God in His infinite mercy and wisdom and grace come by and spoke to my heart and got me saved. Thank God for that. Boy, I'm thankful for that. But He said, but God, even when we were dying, I want you to look what He said. Who is rich? Boy, ain't you glad He's rich? You know, I, I notice what he said he's rich in. He's rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. And in verse 5, he said, by grace you're saved. He's rich in three things tonight. And that's mercy and love and grace. I, I looked up the word rich. Don't you know what rich means? I know what rich means, but I wanted to see what the definition said rich was. I won't read y'all them. There was 21 definitions for that word. 21. I thought, my soul, how could there be so many for the word rich? Because you know what the word rich means? It means wealthy. It means abundant. Plentifully stocked. And then one of them said this right here, and this is what was amazing to me. Full of beautiful scenery. Such as a rich landscape and I, and I sat there in my study and I thought about that and, and I thought about man how good God's grace is to look at how good God's grace just as we like to look at the mountains I, I, I like to boy I tell you I love to go up highway 58 in the springtime I, I just, just over there at four corners and right all the way to Kingston I, I'd run up through there when them farmers had uh, have fertilized that, them fields up through there and them things is just as green I, as I love to look at that. But more you're talking about being rich in scenery. I love to look at God's grace in my life. I love to look at it in your life. Boy, Jeremiah, I got to think about you today, son. When I was studying, I got, I got to think about you. I know what God saved you out of. And then look to your right and look at that beautiful scene there right there. I got thinking about that. I thought, boy, ain't God good? Man, you're talking about a rich scenery. My soul, it's all because of grace. I'm not picking on him now, but he didn't do nothing worthy to get saved. And I didn't either. I didn't either. But boy, he found us in the place that we were tonight. And you know why? Because he was rich in mercy. You know what mercy means? Mercy means that God held back the judgment that was coming for us. That's what mercy is. That's all my God just held his hand back because he loved us. Why'd God love us? Bible said that we love him. Little John said that we love him because he first loved us. I, I can't explain God's love. I don't know why he loved me. But boy, I'm glad that he did. 
I can't understand God's love, but boy, I'm glad that he did. Man, I can't understand that tonight, but by his love, he, he gave us mercy and held back his judgment. And then with his hand right here, he extended grace and gave us something we did not deserve. And boy, I'm telling you tonight, but when he talks about grace, that he's rich in that thing. Boy, I'm telling you, Ephesians 1, you go back to verse 7. Boy, the Apostle Paul just got started in chapter 1 talking about the Lord being accepted in the beloved and he said in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of what? Of his grace. Man, he's got so much of it. He's got so much of it. Or was it, I believe, that he talked about one time, he talked about it one time, uh, he talks about that it was exceeding, 1 Timothy 1, exceedingly abundant. Man, I'm telling you, God is exceedingly abundant. Man, in His mercy and His grace. Man, we all ought to be on our feet shouting tonight. Boy, I'm telling you, we should be. Boy, because we ain't dying, going to hell, we ain't dead no longer, but living in Christ. Boy, when he talked about John 10, Tim, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. How much of abundant life have you had because of Christ? Think about what your life would be without Christ now. But in his mercy and his love, you know what he done? You say, well, he saved us, he did. But boy, in his mercy and his love, he sent us the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't he? I want you to dwell on that for just a second if I could. If you would, think about Jesus for just a second. Think about what he gave up to come here. Think about, think about uh, uh, him leaving heaven. Think about that he did not have to come. Uh, think about what was it, I, I, I believe it was at one point about the grace of God. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, does he talk about the grace of God? Uh, uh, he talks about over there, for you know the grace of God. Uh, uh, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, uh, that you through his poverty might be made rich. Because Christ left glory and went to Calvary. You're talking about grace. He took my place. Took my place. No longer had to worry about dying. He died so that I don't have to. He said, Preacher, you're not going to die. Oh, they may put me in a pine box one day after a while and put me in the ground. But I ain't dead. And don't you listen. Nobody tells you any different either. Amen. I've just started living. Amen. That old Southern Gospel song from years ago, I can remember that we used to sing uh, uh, in, uh, in our youth choir, man, when I was a young man. Uh, uh, me and my wife were younger back, younger back then. We'd sing that old song, I just started living. But when I got saved, I just started living. Sometimes I wonder how much I really realized that back then. I'm not sure that I realized a whole lot about that. But I'm glad that I know that I got life in Christ. Listen. Listen, because Jesus came. He came to save us from hell. He came to save us from sin. He came to save us from ourselves and gave us grace so that we could be saved. Ain't that a wonderful thought tonight? He said, even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
Just as sure as Jesus got up, so did I. You say, how's that work? I don't know. I don't know. I believe in the foreknowledge of God. I know God has foreknowledge. He knows who's going to be saved and who won't be saved. I'm not a Calvinist or a hyper-Calvinist. I don't believe God chose some to get saved not get saved. But I do know this. He knows tonight. But I believe that when He got up, He raised us up together. Just as sure as Jesus got up, I got up with Him. Amen. And not only that did I get up, but notice what he said, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm just as good as in heaven as I will be one day after a while. That's where my seat's at. It's in heaven tonight. You're talking about grace. That's grace, man. That's wonderful, wonderful grace. We sing that song sometimes, Amazing Grace, page 57 in the Redback book. And, and we've sung it for so many years that we forget really how amazing grace honestly is. I mean, we forget it. And I'm just as honest uh, in my own life about that thing. I forget how amazing God's grace is. Because I can guarantee you tonight, friend, you didn't do nothing to deserve His love and His mercy and His grace. He found you wallowing in sin uh, and wretched down and pulled you out of it. Uh, uh, and, and you didn't do anything deserving of it, neither did I. We all deserve to die and go to hell. But boy, He saved us from it and then put us in heaven. Boy, I'm glad He got up because I got up too. I thank God for that. Man, it's good to be saved tonight. Amen. I love His grace tonight. Raise us up. Notice what he said in verse 7. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. What Christ, what Jesus, what God, but God, but God in our sin, he saved us. But then we see the kindness of God right here. The exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. Through Christ Jesus. I love that right there. The exceeding riches of His grace. He's just not rich. He is exceedingly rich. Now, let that sink in for just a second. He is, you know, when somebody's rich, that means they are abundant in something. That means they have plenty, we'll just say it, they got plenty of money. Amen. Like Hunter over here. <laughs> he said, if you need any money, you can go to the bank and borrow it. Ain't that right, brother? Amen. Amen. But exceedingly rich. Man, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it is amazing of how rich the Lord truly is with His grace. He's got, he's got more than enough to have saved the whole world. Let me put it to you this way. I believe there was enough room on Noah's ark to have put the whole world at that time. Does it say that? No. But I know that the Lord is exceedingly rich in grace and in mercy and in His love. 
Know what the Bible said was a preacher of righteousness. I believe that he was preaching all them years that he was building that ark and he was saying, get on the boat, get on the boat, it's going to rain, get on the boat. But we see God's kindness. He said that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Because of her, Let me say this, because of his kindness, he saved us. But because of His kindness, we still experience His grace today. You realize that, don't you? Because of Christ Jesus. What do you think when the Apostle Paul talks about over in the book of, of, of Second, is it First, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 12? My soul, when, when he, he said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And that was the messenger of Satan to buffet on him. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul said, Most gladly, therefore I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The Lord Jesus Christ told Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee. We're still experiencing His grace. He just didn't save us and leave us. He didn't leave us where He found us. But He's done something in our life. If you you have served Him at all, if you have come to Him at all, not only has He saved you, but friend, I'm telling you, He will give you grace to live in this life. The song that Miss Sarah sung about tonight, those men and women that were willing to be tied, you need to go read Fox's Book of Martyrs uh, and read about how they win uh, and they embraced that stake knowing they were going to be burned alive. That's grace. That's grace to be able to walk up to that stake let them tie you up uh, uh, and douse you down uh, and put fire around you uh, and set you on fire and sing while they were doing it. That's grace. That's like this morning I was preaching on I was preaching on a revival of mighty men We do need men with some grit. But I mean we need grace to experience grace. How many of us have experienced grace in the very fact that we have messed this thing up but God in His grace let us start over again. Well, that's a wonderful thought, ain't it? I don't think you should mess up I don't think you need to have the idea, well, I'm going to mess up. I might as well go on and do it anyway because I don't think you have to mess up. But I'm glad to know tonight if we do and we'll come back with a repentant heart, I'm glad by His grace He'll let us start over again. By His grace it is that He exalts us. That's another amazing fact. Over there in the Bible said that he giveth grace to the humble and he'll exalt us in due time. He will exalt us and glory us in heaven one day after a while. Actually, if you go back and you look at that verse when it talks about in verse 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that's not a period, that's a colon at the end of that thing. That means there's something else to be told about that. 
And then he talks about the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So listen, we're going to get to heaven and experience heaven because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then two of the most verses that are ever quoted in the Bible for God, grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. The kindness of God is in His grace. But God, when we were lost, we see the kindness of God. But then number three and last, we look in verse 10 and what we need to be doing for God. The Bible said, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, God formed us and made us into a saved person. Right? For we are His, His workmanship. He's working on us. Now, some of the clay is a little more hard to deal with than other parts of the clay. Some clay is a little more stubborn than other clay. And so sometimes he has a little tougher time working with some clay than he does others. You want me to get more plain about that? Some people are just tougher to deal with in their spiritual life and their Christian life than others. Some people have a hard time doing his will. Some people have a hard time yielding to His will. Some people don't want to. But I'm going to tell you tonight, we ought to yield uh, to His will. Amen. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Mean you have experienced grace. We have experienced grace. We ought to serve Him. We ought to be willing to serve Him, bring glory to Him, bring honor to Him in our life which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That is, that is the direction of the believer tonight is to walk in good works. It seems like we have to, we have to justify that saying so much because people feel like that if you start talking about good works that you're combining good works and salvation. No, friend, tonight we ought to have good works in our life. Ain't that right? But let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The idea is not for you to be glorified, but for Him to be glorified in your life. Is God glorified in your life? Does folks see Christ Jesus in you? Is He glorified? He ought to be honored and glorified by our life tonight. And we should want Him to be because of the grace that He shed on us abundantly when we were no count and no good. And God took something or took nothing and made something out of it. Somebody once said, grace means God's riches at Christ's expense. And I believe that's a pretty good definition tonight. 
I hope you have experienced His grace. Let's bow our heads tonight if we would.